1: This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at sixsecondstories.com. What's up, Storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab Podcast. This is episode 115, and it is another TikTok special from somebody that I have met and connected with on TikTok. And y'all, this one uh, I've been holding on to for a while. We're slowly working through all the ones that I had, all the episodes and conversations that I had recorded uh, during our six-month hiatus. Now, I need to give you a little bit of context about this one because it was happening in March. Now, that tells you a little bit of information. Oh, it's springtime, et cetera, but this is about March Madness. It was happening during basketball season. That gives you a little bit more context, but there's more. This was happening in the middle of a, a way unexpected Carolina Tar Heel run, and me and my guest today both happened to be, and this is just spoiler alert, this is just one of the many ways we connected on a deep level, We are both Carolina fans, and I am in North Carolina. born and raised in North Carolina, and he has lived here and has family here. So we have Carolina connections, uh, the state and the school. So we had had a long conversation, which I actually cut for you because I wanted to get just straight into the gems, but initially I had it in there. So what precedes what you're going to hear is chatter about, oh my gosh, I can't believe Carolina beat Duke in Coach K's last game and uh, I think they were about to face off in the Final Four. If you aren't a college basketball fan or a sports fan, you don't necessarily get the relevance, but this is one of the biggest rivalries in sports, period, and it's two college teams that are eight miles apart in North Carolina where college basketball is king. Okay, so there's the back, the backdrop or the background to, uh, to this episode. Now, Chris Ward Jr. is someone who I met on TikTok, as I mentioned, and we connected instantly. The vibe was there. And this is what's so exciting about this show, in particular this episode. And it's very meta because the the topic really hovers around brand voice. That's what uh, Chris helps people establish. He helps them use their story and storytelling to understand their unique brand voice. It's not dissimilar from the work that I do with people, but that is the point that we make and the point that I want you to take home from this is that we can do the same exact thing. In fact, most of the people I have on my show as guests could be looked at as competitors. I've mentioned it many times before on the show. They're storytelling coaches, they're keynote speakers, they're authors, etc., etc. But if you clearly understand where you come from, how you approach the work that you do, and therefore the people, the audience that you uniquely serve, unlike your competitors, quote-unquote, then you don't have to worry about it. They aren't competitors. It's not competition. So we, Chris and I, had a lot of connections like that, but we're totally different in our styles. We're totally different in our approach, and because of that, we serve totally different audiences in a very similar way. We help them achieve similar results but in a different manner and different method. This guy, though, is just... He called himself a heart-centered storyteller. I really love that expression and it is never more evident than in this conversation. And I would argue it's probably evident in any conversation that he has because he lives it, he breathes it, you can tell it's authentic. We talk about how to not see your competitors as competitors. We talk about how to find that brand voice in fact he has a quiz which you can take and we mentioned it on the show and where you can find it where you can see what your natural brand voice is because we have it inside of ourselves sometimes we veer off and try to emulate someone which we think will make us successful it's not necessarily true you need to be you and we talk about that what was really interesting to me and there's another place where we aligned is his connection with his mother and his family, which he you know he talks about in the show. He has lost her to cancer. I've lost my father to cancer, so I understand that. But the way she opened these doors for him, and this that the way she pushed him to be the person that he ended up being. And I, when I say that, I mean like putting him into uh, public speaking competitions at like age thirteen. You know, so he's been doing this a long time. But I really like the heart of this story and him sharing his story. His mother is really a part of it and I'm a mama's boy too. So I always appreciate that. Listen, when I went back through and listened to this episode, I was like, cause we, we recorded it in March. I was like, holy crap, this is really, and I, yeah, you know, I say it a lot, but this is just chock full of gems, of these like one line takeaways that if you heard nothing else but that 30 second clip, like you would benefit and it would add value to you and your life and your business. Luckily for you, you don't have to just listen to 30 second clips. I've got a long conversation right now that is just, just permeating, just spilling, overfilling with value. So here is my conversation with Chris Ward Jr., and I hope that you love it. So uh, you grew up, uh, your family grew up down here or you grew up down here? I actually
0: grew up uh, here in Jersey, Jersey. uh, but every summer I was down in in the Carolinas, which actually also led me to want to go to college down there too. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I ended up going to Boone, uh, going to the Boone area, to to Appalachian State um, during the year where they beat Michigan. That was my years. I was, I was there. What year was that again? 2006 2005 okay. around that time i believe yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, i remember that yeah i ended up dropping out though so i, I don't know if i can really claim app state the way, I, <laughs> the way
1: I- well <laughs> i understand so listen i transfer i went to campbell university for a couple of years a small okay. small school here and i transferred to state nc state mm-hmm. because Um, like my GPA was just terrible. I really hated where I was. I was depressed. And so I was able to get into state, I should say. I wasn't able to get into Carolina, but I never really like lost my allegiance for Carolina sports. It's a little different because it's kind of hard to cheer for state, but I don't really have that loyalty because I only spent like a year or two at at state. So I have a kind of a weird college uh, journey as well. Um, And a lot of people look at me kind of cross-eyed because uh, I graduated from state, but (laughs) but i'm wearing carolina blue no judgment even, man. No judgment. thank you i appreciate that what was it like coming from jersey to app state it was different um the energy was similar uh, as
0: in right. like ho- hospitality and, and and good food of course and and i think what helped was having friends from jersey to actually like you said uh people coming from the northeast and going to north carolina mm-hmm. and kind of settling down and so i had someone who was a year ahead of me. He said, Hey man, I think you'll, you'll do really well down there. And, um, he was someone that actually helped me get into storytelling. He was someone that actually helped me get into, uh, doing, uh, improv and acting. And, and I said, Hey, I, you know, he, he knows me. So he knows me really well. So I went down there, I probably parted a little too much, <laughs> enjoyed myself a little too much. Um, but then I started missing home. Mm. I started missing home and I missed home because the reason uh, one of the things that kept me there was my grandmother, the one I talked about in, in Fedville. And when she passed away, I really didn't see a reason to be down there anymore. Um, because one of the reasons I went to college in North Carolina in the first place was because of her. So, yeah, there was no reason to stay.
1: So at that point in your life, what did you think or what were you pursuing? Like, what, what did you think your life would look like now? At that
0: time, I wanted to be a graphic designer. Oh. Uh, visual concepts and visual expression for me was very important. Um, You know, coming from New York at that time and then moving to New Jersey uh, the language, the culture was different. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I got the best of both worlds where I was in the city (laughs) uh, part of my life. And then I I went to the burbs uh, um, and that was a great experience because you you, kind of got a balance. And then I Mm -hmm. asked myself, I said, well, what am I going to do where I can still be creative, make money, Uh, and also just be happy where I'm at. And my mom was already into tech in the nineties. She was programming and we were one of the first kids on the block with a computer because she built one. Yeah. 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 Pretty amazing single mom who uh, built herself up through the the tech world in the nineties. And we learned a lot. And so I wanted to be in graphic design because it was the wave of the future. That's what I thought.
1: Indeed. Well, I think that you were, were right about that in a lot of ways. Now, what type of design interests you most did you did you see it because in my world around that same time or maybe a little bit later in the film world like motion graphics was like the new frontier and i remember like professors even though that's not my bag and, and or my skill set like i remember professors saying like this is where you know, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity so were you thinking that were you thinking print like what type of graphic design uh, were you most interested in
0: exactly where you would you just hit Right on the head. It was motion graphics. It was using programs like Maya, three D, and animations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And and then I had a realization when I had to take an art class, and we were drawing these pictures uh, that we were going to digitize, as they said at the time. <laughs> we use yeah. that, like, right? <laughs> we were going to make digital. And I looked at the person left of me, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, I, maybe I am in the right class. And then I looked at the right of me, and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I'm in the wrong class. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't do this man and I was surrounded by amazing artists and then I just had that realization like uh maybe I want to be in this space but I'm not the artist I'm not the one that's actually creating the design but maybe I'm the one that's bridging the people uh who need this experience and the creative and, and then creating that connection between the two and so Uh, I ended up not doing too well at that school, uh, after my grandmother passed. And then I said, you know what, I'll just take this as a sign
1: to leave and go back home to Jersey. So what do you, how do you describe what you do today?
0: Oh man. If you, if you talk to some of my clients, they would say, I'm a coach. Uh, but I don't, I don't embrace that title. (laughs) Some would say, uh, Hey, he's, he's my cheerleader, uh, when I need him the most. And then others would say, I'm a heart centered storyteller, someone that knows how to find someone's voice and allow them to confidently communicate that to the world, uh, regardless of what industry
1: they're in. So if we were in New York, uh, uh, Saturday night, Let's do it. Oh, we're in New York Saturday night. All right, Let me make sure I'm dressed right. For this getting, one. Get, well, specifically this Saturday night, getting ready for the Carolina uh, Duke game in a okay. New York bar, which I've been in that scenario before. Yes, yes, and sir. we bumped into each other and you were fortunate enough to be wearing the right color blue. <laughs> and I'm like, go Tar Heels. Uh, 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 and I was just chatting with you, getting to know you. And I asked you that question. What do you mm. do? How would you answer it? That's a great question.
0: And so many people have asked me that question before. And like I've shared on TikTok, I know how to redirect the conversation to who I serve versus what my title
1: is. Mm, let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. So what I've learned is that most people will say, hey, I'm the CEO of pill better brands or I'm this, I'm that. And that's cool. But if, if we take it to just relationship base, right? If I wanted to date a girl or get to know a girl, I'm not going to want to know her title. She's not going to want to know my title, right? That doesn't make any sense, right? She's going to want to know what I'm about or how I function or how I deliver, whatever it may be. So the first thing I may say is, uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, Honestly, I help people uh, grow their audience, their their business and a personal brand using storytelling. It's as simple as that. And they may ask, what does that
1: actually mean? and they should right? like that's where i piped up this is storytelling sorry i get very excited no, no, you're good. You're good. but like you're good. that's exactly the point is to not make them be like uh where's another Tar tarheel fan that i can go like drink with but to say like to lean in right and be like oh yeah. well what exactly does that mean glad you asked <laughs> you know <laughs> you or know you mean, or if that's enough for them that's cool too right because then that Reach on you, it. no go
0: ahead go
1: ahead you're i'm just somewhere. saying like i'm, I'm rolling with, you. We we, we, with we, you we we get caught up uh that's okay let me finish that thought first. that's okay too because then that's not everybody needs to ask the question not everybody is right for the conversation but mm. this is a problem that i see that people exist And you know what i'll use an example that i just literally saw this week someone post about and it was about a family member or a friend not supporting them and they were an artist a graphic artist actually and I didn't say nothing about it. This is just my own thought because I, I, I enter, I, I fake enter thousands of conversations every day that I actually don't type anything. And I just move on with my day, which I like that, that exercise. But I have said, this to someone who I was directly working with before um, when it's like this may, I mean, why are you mad that your family member didn't like, like unsubscribe from your newsletter? If that's, if they're not looking for brand storytelling advice, like, that's not your audience so there would just be one extra person there that would never convert because they're not your audience so what difference does it make but people get hung up on it and i've been there i have too my mom who's downstairs she's visiting right now she's a real estate agent i remember years ago i had to talk her down cuz somebody didn't didn't list with her and she's a mm. top dog real estate agent in her in her area in eastern north carolina and i'm like so what our second cousin did, like, who cares? You're, 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 you're balling. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's cool, but people get hung up on that. And I, I just think that's an issue. It's just like, you need to ask yourself, like, does that really, really matter? Like, wh- what are you worried about? So I, it has it, been top of mind, but it's also something I'm very passionate about, but we kind of got there organically by you, by you saying like, either to ask a question. And then sometimes people might hear you say that sentence you just told me. And they might say, cool, man, want a beer? And then that's it's, it. Like, that's o- cool. And that's okay. And, and that's okay. And, and I think you hit a,
0: the word that you said was organic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We want our conversation. So, someone asked that the other day, I was running a live room on LinkedIn. And they said, uh, so how do you create content? And I told them I don't. And they said, well, what do you actually mean? I said, I just extend conversations from my head to the people that may, that may
1: matter to. Sheesh. I've never felt more seen extend conversations from my head. Yeah, dude. I mean, and if you can do that, if you can press record where you're picking up from the dot 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 that you left off just left off at, that's going to be on- often, at least for me. And I can look back and see when they, when I just like, yo, I got to just pick up the phone and go because it's a thought that I haven't put it in that frame or those words yet before. Mm-hmm. And I need to get it across because it's like that, 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 that bell went off or whatever so if someone then does say okay that's oh that sounds pretty cool what is what does that mean what do you mean you help them with through storytelling like because it's still also a little vague right like you help i forget exactly the words you used um but you help you know help people find their voice or help their brands with storytelling so then people are like okay cool but what exactly does that mean
0: And that's interesting so when they do ask that question which was just recently done um i always say well let me ask you this Um, how much of you is in your business? How much of you is in your workplace? If you went to your, your boss right now, could he recognize your voice versus everyone else in the company? Same thing with your customer. Could your customer recognize your voice versus everyone that does every, the same thing you do in your niche or your industry. If you don't have a a, a clear answer to that, then you need me. That's what they hired me for
1: take my money. God, That's good. That's good. (laughs) If you can't answer that, sheesh. If you can't answer that, then you need me. And then boom, don't say another word. Like that's powerful. That's really powerful because another thing people will go on and on and on and on trying to, and you can feel the insecurity Mm -hmm. of them trying to convince you like of what they do. And I think we've all been there and I could take a guess that you might have it. Okay. You're nodding your head, right? I know Mm -hmm. I have, And most people have, that's the point, right? It's like all of us Mm go, you know, go trudge through this, this, this journey, but so many people get stuck in that seeking validation and therefore over explaining what they do or, 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 or trying to win someone over. But you just, I mean, that was mean that, that like, if you can't answer that question, then you need me because I felt like, (laughs) I felt (laughs) like I needed you and I can't (laughs) answer that question. You know what I'm saying? That's very, very good. That's very good. So, all right. We're we're peeling back these layers. now. So if I'm there and I'm like, shit, I can't answer that question. Where do we start?
0: I said, that's a great question. So before I can even know, before I can give you the blueprint or the map to, to this, you have to discover one thing you have to discover what your brand voice is like, cause there is a version. Everyone has one. And usually I send them to a, a resource that's very casual. It's a quiz that that most people take, and now they're already entering into my ecosystem. So this quiz will tell them if they have an inspiring or soulful voice, a polished and professional voice. It gives them, I want people to know that if you're listening to this right now, the most powerful thing that you can do for someone, the most powerful tip or tool you can give someone is the power of self-discovery. I never want people to think that they have to rely on me to figure out what's already inside of them. And so I give them this tool that's kind of detached from me so that when they go through this process and they find out what their brand voice is, they'll reach out to me and say, Hey, can we have a conversation about this? We only talked five, 10 minutes, and I've already felt like I've got massive value from it. And that's how I booked the client just yesterday. They heard me speak. She wanted to work with me right away. I said, hey! I need to know a little bit more details about you to see if I'm actually a good fit for you.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. speaking of, I have a lot to say or, or ask. <laughs> yeah, speaking let's go, of, bookers, man, I'm here, I'm here for you, brother. Speaking of book, booking clients, this is a real quick one. So this is not really a question, but speaking of booking clients, like I remember specifically seeing your content maybe the second or third time, and 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 what I'll say now is like, just keep doing what you're doing on TikTok. It, uh, it's, you, it's, it's 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 the hockey stick curve is coming. I don't even know where you're at right now in terms of followers. Not, I mean, that's um, the, one of the only metrics we have, but I remember specifically, and again, it wasn't the very first time, but it was the first two or three. And I was like, Oh shit. Like he's doing, he's going to do it. Like I've see, I've, I can see it now that I know the, the platform a little better. I had another mm. friend of mine who does men's family law and that's the name of mm. it of, of his, uh, of his handle so he helps dads who like don't know how to get their time with their kids right because dads are historically like you know they do not win those cases often even when they should mm-hmm. or should get more time so very valuable so his thing is just and i and i knew it would and i encouraged him and i and i saw the second or third clip of you and i was just like you just keep pressing that and and it's and it's a mm-hmm. done deal i mean but just because you had clarity you delivered it well you i mean it was just really good but so you made me think about that when you're like this is how i booked a client yesterday it's like I, and i see the people responding to you and see the stuff that you're saying because you're dropping gems today and i know like if I, when i put these out there it's going to resonate with people it's resonating with me um so first of all where can people find that quiz to help find their voice is there a direct link or how do they get to get to that because i know people will be interested
0: chriswardjr.com it's as simple just, as that
1: Okay, and it's like first, a pop-up or something? It, or as, you, as soon as you go
0: on, you'll see a video of me talking about storytelling, and then it just says, take the quiz. And that quiz right there is um, what I needed for myself to understand. It's not just me giving it to you. If you're listening to this right now, I didn't just create it for you. I created it because it, it needed to help me first. And I needed to know how people viewed my voice. Because we can all say, like, Rain, you and I can say the same thing, but your tone and your brand voice is completely different from mine. And so mm-hmm. though we're in the same industry, we're not, comp- we're not competing with each other. Never. Yeah, we're Never. actually, I always give, it, give this example. I said, if you ever watch fast food, if a fast food restaurant is in your area, there's most likely two of them that pop up at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, and people ask, well, why is that? And I say, well, if you're thinking about a burger, and the first thing you see is Burger King, but you're not a Burger King fan, but down the street is a McDonald's, you're going to probably go to the McDonald's because you had two choices, mm-hmm. two choices with Burger King or McDonald's. But really what you didn't realize is you entered into the fast food ecosystem, meaning that now I'm not thinking about Portuguese. Now I'm not thinking about, you know, gyros. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking about the burger and because they're next to each other, a mile, a mile away from each other, the fast food industry wins. So they need each other and that's how they build each other up instead of being competition. They're literally building up the industry together. And you don't even realize the only two choices you ever had was between McDonald's. And it's just like
1: by being affiliated with that, like, yeah, I got, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. By the way, folks, the, uh, the website is, is dope. It's right at the top. I see you use your, your, your TikTok video, one of your more recent ones. And then it says, take the quiz. And then That's there's it. this little, you know, picture off to the side where he's trying to look all handsome and dapper with the <laughs> scarf and all that. But y'all go see that. First. <laughs> Listen, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm a little bit mad about that, uh, about, cause I preached that too about, about the different brand voice, because like you and I just, and I, and again, like I, I reached out to you for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons was like, we were talking shit. Like we were like banter on TikTok where it's just text like a month or two ago, So I knew that we would get down, we would vibe, but, uh, so, and even today we've revealed a lot of other similarities. I mean, obviously the Tar Heels thing, the North Carolina thing, yada, 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 right. A lot of alignment yet. You can tell and people listening can tell the the, the, the delivery is different. The approach is different. You've got this like Shaheen Holloway, uh, you know, kind of like calm, confident demeanor, soft-spoken, but delivers with confidence, which I love him by the way. And boy, his, 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 uh, Um, stock just rose like tremendously. And you mentioned Kenny Smith. I remember them talking because they loved each other so much. I remember them talking on, uh, um, uh, on ESPN. I just have so much respect for him, especially now, but anyway, and then clearly I'm the one like yelling into the mic and like moving all around and it's, but we're talking about the same exact thing. We're passionate about the same exact things, but my style will will relate to and, and connect with certain people and your style will too. And that's why I'm so glad you landed on that. But also, it illustrates the point so well of like how crucial it is to find to find that brand voice. And goes back to if you can't answer those questions, then you need me, and I'll slip myself in there. You need people like us. You need people like us. It's it's a tag team today, guys. All right, tag team. But here's the thing: like I have a show called the Storytelling Lab. Every week, I have people on who, on paper, are my competitors. Right? They're keynote speakers. Sure. They're storytelling coaches. They're, I mean, it's just, we do the same things, but. I come at it specifically from my journey as a filmmaker, as a low-budget documentary filmmaker, and that has informed the way that I approach my work. You come at it from graphic design, so you come at it from a a totally different approach, and we landed on similar themes of how we help people, but that's why it's so crucial to find out what, what is your unique story and how it got to to got you to where you are now and how you help people. If you don't have that 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 piece before, it's not going to resonate with people. Like certain people are going to learn your story and how you landed on helping people find their brand voice and how and being a heart centered storyteller versus me is different journeys and they're going to connect to different people.
0: It's the origin story. The origin right? story we, exactly. We 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 don't value the origin story as much as we should. And and I'll give an example, right? So just even listening to um, your podcast and, and if you haven't already, make sure you go get that, um go get that, uh, six what? Second, what is uh, that? story. Make sure you go get that book as well. Play, uh, listen, I have my don't, copy don't. here. So make sure you go do that. Uh, don't great, play with great, great my emotions card. like that. You Come didn't on, tell man, me that. Yeah. Did you tell support, me that? Brother, yeah, man, let's go. Um, the origin story. So recently we just had another Batman movie, right? And someone asked, how come they keep making so many Batman movies? A lot of people didn't yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I said, because it's the, it's the most profitable superhero that you can have. And so someone said, no, it's Spider-Man. I said, uh, let me tell you why Batman is the most profitable origin story you can have. Because we don't know much about it other than what we've been told over the last couple of, the year, couple of the years, right? Mm-hmm. Human beings are dynamic. Human beings are very dynamic and complex. And sometimes we only tell you one side of the story. And that's what all we've heard for years and years about Batman's background and origin. Parents passed out, uh, were killed. It drove him to want to become the Batman and, and save the city. And the only way that he shows who he is and his brand is making his vil- making the villain scared of him. Well, on this side of the story, this time, this new Batman movie, you're seeing the detective, the emotional driven detective style of Batman, which is brand new to a whole new audience. So every time you tap into your own origin story, it can be like a new feeling. You can remix what you've already put out there and refine your approach and your voice, and it comes off as fresh and new. Mm-hmm. And so if you really tap into your own story, which I know you understand, um, like myself, when I, I realized that I was speaking in front of st- on stages when I was at the age of uh, 10 and 13, it's not a coincidence that I'm in storytelling now. Right. Once I understood, wow, a lot of my origin starts there. So, since since what age? Ten and thirteen years old. First oh, time see. ever getting in front of an uh, audience to public speak was ten years old, mm. and for a competition, it was thirteen. What?
1: Who? Yeah. What were we talking about at ten years old? I know, right? Like what? Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> Legos.
0: <laughs> I know, right? What was I talking about? Basketball NBA? I I don't know. Uh, at the time, um, I needed to do. It was a special project for. A uh, a church event, actually.
1: I knew that's where it started. That's the yeah, first time know, I was. To say, I was like, "Were you reading the twenty third song?" Because that's I what know, I, was I was reading. <laughs> 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 all right,
0: you're gonna do the prayer today. Make sure you do it right. All right, make sure you've been you been practicing. Yeah. But th- this time was uh, we needed to talk about black inventors that were not talked about in regular in public school, mm-hmm. uh, just to educate people on uh, on how much uh, black innovation has uh, shaped America. At the time, and I'm ten years old, and there's 50 people, 50, 60 people in this church, and I'm like, <laughs> like many of you, right? If if you're listening to this right now, you you probably resonate with getting on stage, not knowing what you're going to say, how you're going to say, and feeling the emotions and feelings and eyeballs of every single person looking at you. And Rand, you've probably felt that too, at least one time in your life, right? <laughs> And I remember um an older lady saying, It's okay, baby, you take your time. And when I heard that, it just clicked. And I just started going off and and saying it. And all I remember is when I was done, they were up cheering. Like,
1: I just got yeah, 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 (laughs)
0: man. And I said, Whoa. And I just looked at I looked at my mom and she just smiled because she knew. She knew that there was something inside of me that needed to be expressed. Mm. And this was just the beginning. And so that 10-year-old me, uh, that 10-year-old experience prepared me for probably the most life-changing experience I would have at the age of 13. And that's public speaking in in the competition.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. I just got a little emotional. My mom's downstairs right now and like always embraced, never Mm -hmm. tried to control, you know, who I was. I mean, pushed me. Yeah but never tried to control what I was and saw that I had a voice. My brother and I both had a way of expressing ourselves and, and, and to- totally embrace that. And still to this day supports it and, and, and embraces that. So that, that's powerful, man. And that's a, and, and shout out to the auntie and the uh, in the congregation, because it's <laughs> always them that really like give that extra push. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a real specific and significant moment, you know, that it's okay. Take your time. You know, that often that's all we need is you got this or like, it's okay. Take your time. Like there's no rush. We will be right here whenever you're ready. And then of course, now you're ready, right? You just needed that little switch to go off. And sometimes sure. people have to help you flip it. Right.
0: For sure. And that's what you do for people. So you're just helping them flip
1: the, flip the switch. Sheesh. All right. But we, we ought to charge for this episode. <laughs> um, that's what happened it's about? So, we're going right in the right direction. People flip the switch. Now we're starting to get somewhere. You, you know, I know that you started speaking and then, and then your interest was in graphic design, motion graphics. But I'm real interested in, in, in still fleshing out this origin story and learning. So I really love what you said earlier about being the bridge between people. You're not necessarily the artist yourself anymore. But you you have this clear understanding and appreciation of the art. And here's the thing I've really find interested about you saying that you bridge that between people. I find myself in a, in a similar situation. And historically, I think it's we've looked at it either like you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Or you either like those who can't do teach, which I hate that that old expression, (laughs) right, 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 right. But now you and I, it seems, have carved out this kind of middle lane where it's just like, no, you can have that artistic side and uh, use it in a different way other than just being the artist, right? So, and I know that's where we're landing, so I'm not asking to go there right now. I'm still interested in learning like where that started changing for you. So now we've established you've had this public speaking background and passion and a mm-hmm. gift, and a skill, but then a little bit later, you were still thinking you were going to be a motion uh, graphics artist, until so you saw that person beside you, you're like, I'm, I'm not on that level, so at some point, these two worlds merged with whatever you, your purpose, you determine your purpose to be, let's get there. Oh man, a
0: great question, honestly, it started 13 years old, Right. And I didn't know that was the seed that was growing inside right. of me. Even when I was in college, I didn't know that that, right. that was what was happening. So 13 years old, my mom comes to me and she said, my mother again, right. Uh, single mom that didn't know how to teach me how to be a man, but knew that uh, she gave me this advice and hopefully this will help someone that's listening. She said, the greatest investment that you can ever make Chris is in you. Treat your life like a project and you're the project manager figure out who needs to be a part of that project and then go for it. Jeez. Yeah. She, um, you know, my mom passed away in 2016, right. Mm -hmm. From cancer. And she just had a way of working in the background that I didn't really realize that I would embrace. Uh, and that's where that bridge bridging probably comes from working in the background, being an artist, but also knowing how to connect people. And she was doing her connecting thing. And at the age of 13, she said, Hey, I need your help. I said, okay, what do you need? She's like, ah, I want you to speak in this competition. I'm like, Oh mom, come on. I'm not trying to speak in the competition. Kind of, you know, I'm trying to like be an NBA basketball player. I'm trying to get on <laughs> these streets and, and ball out. Right?
1: She said she needed your help. She said she needed my help to be in this. Okay. Okay. Interesting Which choice means. of words, mom.
0: Choice of uh-huh. I don't see what oh, you're doing, Mama. It's so good. I see what you're doing. So she says, "Okay, it's to." And she knew this would get my heart. She said, "It's to raise money for kids who want to go to college." <laughs> I said, "Oh, okay." But in my head, I'm like, "Hold on, I'm 13. I'm not even going to college. Why am I helping?" <laughs> like, what is, what is going on? She's here? working you guys. She's working. She's working me. me good, man. And I'm like, "All right, okay, okay. You want me to do that? All right, I'll do it."
1: And I said, yes, "What's moment. the
0: topic?" She said, "There is no topic. You can speak about whatever you want." oof. What? No, there's no topic. You can speak about whatever you want. So here I am thinking about what to speak about, right? I'm like, oh, should I talk about history? No, everybody hates history class. The
1: 1993 uh, <laughs> National Championship UNC team. Yeah, I'm not
0: gonna do history. I'm not doing dates in history. It's not gonna work. And I was like, oh, I could talk about, uh, I could talk about the black experience. But I was like, I don't know what my crowd is. She didn't even give me any audience. She didn't let me know what the audience was like. It could be, it could be, anything. Right. Uh, then I said, all right, hold up. What's the one thing that people, everybody can relate to. And I was like, well, pain. Okay. Painful situations. And what do most people relate to being that's painful, not being understood. I knew what that felt like not being accepted. I knew what that felt like not being heard or seen. Definitely know what that felt like. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm gonna talk about. So I started writing it out, uh, a week before. Cause you know, that's what kids do. Um, uh, and I said, Oh, this is too long. I'm not speaking this long. You gotta be crazy. <laughs> so instead of, uh, reading the whole thing, I said, I'm just going to work on the intro and then whatever comes to me the day before the day of, I'll, that's what I'll say. So I got on stage, we walk into this building, I get on stage. There's a hundred and like 100 to 150 people in the audience. Mom, you did not tell me that this was a competition, like a real competition, because those are judges. <laughs> like, what is, you didn't tell me it was judges here. You just told me we we're going to do, okay, all right. So I see the judges, I see the people. I walk up on stage um, after hearing two other speakers uh, do a, a phenomenal job, and I remember looking at the crowd and they were still uh, filling the energy from the last speaker, so I just stood there. And I was quiet, until everybody else got quiet. And then that's when I started. And instead of saying, I'm going to talk about this or, or, or start with a quote, I jumped right into the juicy part. And I remember saying, I'm more than a number. I am more than a number. And I started going into, I'm the brother of Jeremiah, the son of Kim. And then I started stating all the titles that were important to me versus the titles that were, was important to the world. And I talked about how being accepted um, is, the number one, is the number one issue in our lives. And uh, I talked about pain. I talked about vision. I talked about purpose. I talked about love. And all I can remember is that when I was done, half that crowd was in tears. So you know what I thought, right? My mom is going to kill me. (laughs) I ruined this whole thing. They're not making any money. Like people are crying. That's not what they were supposed to do. They're not even cheering like like the other speakers. Like nothing's like the other speakers. No response, right? They're in tears. I walk off stage. Another person goes on. And then the competition is over. And guess what? Yeah, you're right. I didn't win. I didn't win at all. I got second place, right? And I remember the audience coming up to me and saying, young man, you may not have won this competition, but you moved so many people in this audience today. And I was shocked. I was shocked because these are like 50, 40, 60 year old people and I'm 13 years old. What do I know about life? That's what, what we've always been told. What do you know about life? Right. And I remember the first place winner coming up to me. uh, She was an amazing speaker. And she said, Chris, you did a great job. And you probably would have won if you actually followed the rules and and the guidelines. And I looked at my mom. I was like, there was rules and guidelines to this? You told me I could talk about whatever I wanted to. And my mom just smiled. Because she knew it wasn't about the competition. Yes, it was about raising money. But it wasn't just about the competition. She realized that as a woman, she couldn't teach me how to be a man, but what she could do is help me discover things about myself that I can own. And if I owned those things, no one could ever make me feel less than. And so that's, that's, where, that's what clicked. Um, and I knew I needed to bridge people to who they were, uh, who they could be, uh, and not just what they do.
1: And that, folks, was a masterclass in the origin story. Just chef's kiss. So, if your mom could see what you're doing now and how you're helping people, do you think she would be proud of you every day?
0: And here's how, how, how I know it. So, primarily, the people I, I work with are women, and they are the they are the audience that feel they are the group of people that feel the most unseen unheard and acknowledged um and so every time i help them i feel like i'm helping my mom who also had doubts about herself so she's proud every day
1: folks go to uh chris and go take that quiz i'm gonna go cry thanks for tuning in today my name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us, and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please. Please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow, and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.